Season 1, Episode 12, The Takeaway. Hey guys, I realized that it would be helpful to make this bonus episode to help you remember the lessons and think about the questions you can ask yourself in order to apply whatever change you may need in your life or maybe you would like to open up some conversations with any friends or family or co-workers that you trust. This podcast is not about my story, although I use it as a conduit to get to the questions that need to be asked. This podcast is about you and your story. Sometimes when we watch people who are on TV share their story, we do not connect fully with the lessons they may share. It feels at times that something is missing. They may have great advice and insight, but that gets lost in the ether. What I mean by that is that there needs to be a connection between their story and our story for us to truly internalize the overall message. What they say may sound good, it may be inspiring, but we don't know how to apply their advice and we lose the teachings completely. We live different realities. So sometimes connecting and seeing ourselves in them can be difficult. That is why I feel like my story and my position as a plain Jane can benefit your healing journey. It may resonate with you and help you land those ideas that sometimes seem foreign. It's important for us to move past the inspirational quote and start implementing healing in our lives. As you may know by now, we lack the vocabulary we desperately need to identify what is happening in our lives. We know that we feel a certain type of way, but we don't know what we're feeling or where that feeling comes from. So there are a lot of things that are being played out on the surface but the gold is underneath, at the bottom. What I mean by that is that we need to go to the root of the problem and find the answers there. By peeling those layers and getting to the bottom of any issue, we will find the knowledge we need to heal. Remember that our behavior is a reflection of our experiences since the beginning of our time. I encourage you to find your own vocabulary and apply it to describe your experiences. I hope this podcast assists you in finding your voice and expressing your truth in a clear and concise manner. And this process is not limited to a time frame. It's an endless journey of self-discovery and healing. Everything that happens in your life that makes you react is a potential lesson in the making if you choose to see it as such. Breaking down walls we have built up may take time and energy, but do not make it a part of your identity. Let the information come to you and see how it plays out. It's about being ready to receive the message and being open to listening instead of identifying with the journey itself and making it your goal in life to be an idea of a healed human. This can happen to anyone, 
we may fall into the trap of creating more stress and doing more damage if we obsess over healing instead of letting it happen naturally. Meaning, listen, observe, ask questions, and let the emotions rise to the surface. What's important is for you to get any negative thoughts out of your head. If you take anything away from this, make sure you express yourself. Give your thoughts sound or write them down. That is the best way to start dealing with them. It's a great first step. If not, they will be lost somewhere in your head or worse. They will become a burden in your mind. I named the first episode, How Did We Get Here? because I believe it describes the perfect moment when someone wakes up from the slumber and looks around and doesn't register what is happening or how it happened. There is a moment in our lives, if we are lucky enough to experience it, where consciousness starts to emerge, and we stop looking at the world with the same set of eyes. We begin to realize that what mattered doesn't anymore. We open ourselves up to the idea that there is more than just the house we live in, the jobs we have, the size of our bank account, or the lives we lead. This awakening process, if you will, can only begin once we snap out of what we have been told matters, what has been programmed into our brains since we were young. The timeline we have been given by society and the boxes we need to check at a certain age start to crumble down. They do not make any sense. We realize they do not exist. Everything is false, so to speak. We have more power to lead our lives if we choose to make that decision instead of following the crowd because that's what's comfortable. Remember, Everything has been laid out for us, and our only duty is to start checking those boxes according to society and culture. How did we get here is about introspection. I want you to really think about the question, how does trauma affect our decision-making process? This question is crucial. It was for me. When I woke up and realized that I didn't care about being an actress anymore, I went back in time and started reconstructing the environment that led me to that decision. And it was a dark, obscure, painful environment. That is why I share with you that careers should serve us and not the other way around. We are so loyal and faithful to our jobs, workspace, college diplomas, high school aspirations that we dismiss what happened before that decision was made and we cling on to our careers and never reconsider them. We never welcome change. There is a lot of information implied in our decision-making process that we instinctively accept as a part of who we are. I encourage you to really be honest with yourself about your career choices and work life because there is a lot of information about you and your past that is reflected in that area of your life. 
You do not have to quit your job or drastically change your life. The invitation is for you to get to know yourself. This is where motive episode number two comes in and piggybacks from episode one. Even though it may feel like a long process, it's important for us to become conscious about our decisions. Here I lay out why I wanted to become an actress, a career choice that may be perceived as self-serving and empty to some, but it carries a lot of baggage that I was not 100% aware of. What I did not discover about myself and others at home, I had to go out into the world and find it. Unless we are a conscious and aware human from a young age and can perfectly describe trauma, we have many wounds that push us into situations that can help us soothe the symptom but not cure the disease. This is why people have regrets in life. They know better today or more about themselves and look back and know that certain decisions they made were not the best. And they try to hide from that reality and go into the what-if mentality instead of dealing with what was and is. I do not believe in regretting anything we have done or have put ourselves through because lessons are coming at us left and right. And even though we may have not been aware at the time of our motives, we are now more conscious. We are today who we are today due to those experiences. I encourage you to not let your past, as traumatic as it may have been, go to waste because of an idea attached to what if. What if my parents, brothers, sisters, friends, grandparents, neighbors, or what if I had done, said, hugged, kissed, loved, etc.? We need to accept what has happened in order to deal with it. Acceptance meaning acknowledgement of events. Do not deny what is and go back and ask yourself what led you to stay in certain relationships or stay in a job you hated or a career you didn't love. This is an opportunity to get to know yourself. Please do not use it as a way to blame others because healing is not about them, controlling what they did, or judging what they didn't do. It's about you. The more we know about ourselves, the better we can take back the power and control of our lives. This is what I talk about in the third episode, In Need of You. The damage of not cultivating love for myself led me to believe that it was okay for me to welcome abusive people in my life. I never knew what love meant. I only had an idea of romance. This idea was a mix between what I had seen on TV and what my parents had shown me in their relationship. So I internalized that, that this idea of love and relationships, even though it may be seen as wonderful, can be painful, and that comes with the package. Unknowingly, I had normalized pain and abuse. I was not aware of that, but I accepted those concepts, and it took me over a decade to communicate to myself 
that that is what I had accepted in an unconscious manner as a part of my love life, and it was manifesting in my relationships. This combined with the fact that I felt like I was not someone who deserved love. This stemmed from the fact that I felt that I was not what others told me I should be. Add to that my mother's constant rejection and my father's emotional absence. All of this pushed me right into the arms of anyone who was willing to take me because I was emotionally empty. I unconsciously operated under this idea. This cup is dry and anything goes, someone will fill it for me. Which is dangerous territory because this is where codependency emerges. Which leads me to So Long My Friend, a painful episode because I really did love my friends. I still have love for them, but I came to the sour conclusion that I was the problem. Imagine loving people so much in such an unconscious manner that you become the abuser, you become the bully, you become the problem. And this comes from me, someone who has been on the receiving end of abuse. I, somehow, connected love and care with control. And again, this discovery supports my advice, which is do not go out into the world pointing fingers at people because sometimes people do mean well, but they don't know how to love, how to help, how to care for others. We know what we have been given. Wanting to protect someone should not go in hand with controlling their lives. Love is unconditional, and people will make mistakes and they will suffer instead of trying to push your friends or family to change and behave how you want them to, listen to them. And it's tough, and we do not want them to feel pain, but if we are gone tomorrow, they would feel lost because they leaned on us way too much. We need to assist people, not live their lives for them. That is a loving relationship, elevating them so they can become stronger and better at handling life instead of getting in the way so much that they become handicapped and cannot deal with the smallest things. We need to stop identifying with these helping others role because we will be focused on being the one who helped instead of being present. Our goal in life, unconsciously of course, will be being successful in helping instead of listening to what others need. And when someone does not listen to our advice, then it becomes a problem because our identity is not being reinforced in a positive way. Then it becomes personal and we bring more problems to the table because they didn't do what we told them to do. Remember, no one can help others if they are not ready to receive the help, and we need to accept that. As I've shared with you, I was the one in the way. I became a part of the problem, so I had to let go and get out of the way so the people involved could figure their lives out without me being their crutch. 
They had to learn on their own how to walk. It is scary, but it's a part of life. And when I think about the healing journey, it's a personal one. It means that we have 100% of the power to heal ourselves. Whatever issues you may have cannot be fixed by anyone but you. In episode 5, I Love Me Too, I talk about the dysfunction in my painful relationships and how I allowed all of that pain in my life because I was already heartbroken. I felt that my parents didn't love me. Therefore, I was not good enough and I was trying to get that love however I could. I didn't have the parents I needed. I have to accept that and move forward with that realization. It's my job to give my inner child the voice and love she needs. So, in the future, I do not make the same mistakes in any type of relationship where I'm looking for daddy's or mommy's love. My job is to build a new foundation full of love. Love I did not receive emotionally, but I am discovering how to do it now as a woman. It's my job to discover who I am. I have to know my truth and be fearless in that discovery. I no longer wish to give anyone power to tell me how to be, who to be, or to approve of me. I no longer accommodate other people's opinions and rules. I do not deny myself so that others can accept me. Episode 6 is all about this. Fear rules our lives more than we think because we have preconceived ideas of what we should do, who we should be, and what should happen in our lives. What others say and think becomes more important than what we think of ourselves. This happens because we not only not know who we are, but we have unconsciously accepted that whatever others say is who we are. This has been happening since forever, and you can see adults today operating under the rule of fear. The programming is deeper than we think, and by that word, I mean what we have been taught as kids, what we have internalized to the point of not needing the adults that were in charge of us to be around anymore to follow those rules. We know them by heart. What are the messages that you were told at a young age about life and the things you must do to be a good person? Sometimes that map is full of roadblocks because it doesn't honor the truth of who you are. We need to wake up to the fact that we are living other people's lives and not ours, but we sacrifice ourselves because what is accepted is considered the right thing. And we have to fall in line and do it quick. What if we don't? And this doesn't have to look like a rebel that is constantly in the energy of chaos. It can be as simple as self-love and self-care. That may create a ripple effect that may bring up the image of chaos in other people's eyes, but not in yours. Do not sacrifice your mental, physical, and emotional well-being for anyone. I do not care who they are or what role they play or played in your life. Be Team You. 
That is the most important team. From there, take action. It doesn't mean that you do not care for others, but sift through the ones that are stuck in the toxic and dysfunctional cycle of complaining and bashing others. Their whole identity is criticism that leads nowhere. They like putting others down to elevate themselves or even controlling others with fear tactics to make them comply. The list goes on. We need to put ourselves first, and I do not care if it's apparent, we must set boundaries and create relationships that are not bringing us down. Remember, that is not the energy we want in our lives. At some point, we have to put ourselves first. If not, it will happen to you like it happened to me, which I share in Check Yourself. I couldn't tell the truth. I had to put up with a lot and this silence manifested itself in my negative rebellious behavior. It came out as a negative and angry person who hated everyone and was impossible to handle. Yes, this was accurate. I am not denying this description of me, but it didn't come from nowhere. It came from somewhere. Trauma, pain, lies, deceit, denial, abuse, etc., Now that I have lived in that place and I know it well, I have made a conscious decision to not go back to that place and I understand that this statement makes people uncomfortable because, as a result, I am not doing what is expected. I do not subscribe to fear. I do not comply anymore. I have to teach myself not only how to tell the truth and speak my mind, I also have to teach myself how to not fall back into the same old patterns that served me for a long time. I have to observe myself and make different choices. Remember that these are years of reacting to my environment. Not everything is a clean slate. No more pain. No, no, no. This is a shift of behavior that is not easy yet necessary. We need to develop the ability to create space between the trigger and the reaction. If we fall back into our old patterns, that's normal. Don't think about that as failure. See it as a learning moment. We need to let go of expectations. Just flow. Just be and see what happens. Do not let your identity become a healing journey, please. Identify with nothing and flow through everything. Just like I shared with you on episode 8 and this whole victim mentality, that is an identification I didn't choose to accept, but I did in an unconscious manner identify with it. My actions pointed towards that direction and I was pointing fingers left and right because I didn't want to deal with anything. But the moment I took responsibility for my life, I had to deal with my actions instead of using deflecting tactics to justify my shortcomings. It's that simple yet complex. Because not only I had to deal with the pain, but also my actions, trauma, and everything that came with this. Identifying with anything in life will bring pain 
because it will become us. We will reduce our human experience to a job, a career, a relationship, a role, or a mission. The invitation is for you to not reduce your life to anything. In my case, being a victim of my circumstances. That is why the cure that I found for that was and is forgiveness. Again, forgiving doesn't mean that we co-sign what they did. It doesn't mean anyone is welcomed back into our lives. It doesn't mean our pain is not valid. It means letting go of those who hurt us so that we can begin the freeing journey. We do not have to tell anyone we have forgiven them. I didn't. I made a conscious decision to stop the cycle and let them go. They had no business being in my life, in my mental space. After all those years, why perpetuate what didn't work? This takes a toll on us. I need you to at least accept that fact. I talk more on survival mode on episode 9. We are not aware how pain affects us because we're constantly reaching for the outside world to assist us in surviving. We hold on tight to our bag full of pain, trauma, memories, people, places, and we are not willing to letting any of them go because even though it's painful, it's safe, it's comfortable, this is what we know. How about trying something different? We need to face the facts. First, Recognize what you use in your life to manage stress, sadness, pain, anxiety. What is it that you depend on or need to be sane that is outside of you? We need to unlock the vault. That is episode 10. We must face what we have been postponing consciously or unconsciously. We have to deal with our past in a vulnerable manner. We must surrender to it. This means accepting and letting the pain flow through you. Accept that they hurt you. Accept that it hurts, that it still hurts. Pride gets in the way. Sometimes we believe that if we accept, even to ourselves, in a private manner, that yes, the person that we're still holding a grudge against today hurt me, it means they have power over us and we don't want to give them that satisfaction. Folks, they have power over us if we're still thinking about them and emotions rise to the surface. Let's stop lying to ourselves. Surrender and let go. The hurt happened already. Why are we denying the obvious? What are we waiting for? Some sort of justice on earth? Are we looking for vengeance? Are we waiting for a savior outside of ourselves? This moment is all there is. And we need to focus on what is happening when we think about someone or something and negative or painful emotions rise to the surface. Forget about everything you have been told for a second and let yourself feel. 
today, in this moment, what is bothering you? What is happening inside of you? Do not think about it. Feel it. We have rationalized our story too much. We need more emotions in the mix. What makes you sad? What makes you mad? What triggers you? What annoys you? And the first thought that appears, accept it. Let yourself feel it and then ask why. Openly discuss with yourself. Stop silencing that inner voice. We have enough stress we accept in our daily lives that is accumulating. We may become aware of this if we snap and react in a way we have never reacted before. Maybe then we may wake up to the fact that we are living under constant stress and pain. Once we face our past, we will live freely in the present moment. We won't think about the future as much and place our hopes there. We won't obsess about the past and the what-ifs. We will only think about this moment because, guess what? It's the only moment that exists. The rest is in our minds. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope this recap gives you more information and helps you. If you would like to send me a message, feel free to do so. The information is in the description box below. You can go to my website and if you have an anchor.fm account, you can send me a voice message. I will keep everything anonymous. I would love to know what you have learned, discovered, or thought about during this time. Some people have asked themselves these questions in the past, but dismissed them and now are thinking about them again, which is great. There is more content on my Instagram, at alevivanco29, which is also in the description box below. Follow me if you haven't already. I am putting more content out there to help spread the word. If you know someone that you think may benefit from these conversations, share this with them. Help me spread the word. If they do not listen to podcasts, then they can go on my Instagram where my IGTV series Healing Journey is available. It is a more off-the-cuff type of conversations. You can watch them whenever and share them if they resonate. I'm getting the word out. That is the purpose. Thank you again. This is Breakthrough Waking Up to the Real You. New episodes next year on all platforms. Stay tuned. And with that, I say, till next time. Bye.